Recount Thursday is sponsored by Arena Eats. Log on to the website, arenaeats.app, that's arenaeats.app, for the ultimate fan experience. At your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre-order, express pickup, and in-seat delivery. How do you place your order? The World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. Oh, it's live, pal. We're really glad that you're our friend. And this is a friendship that'll never, ever end. Everybody three count. One, two, three. One, two, Or maybe The Rock has got to beat Triple H himself. Which means, uh, he's got to beat the game, uh, in the middle of the ring, uh, and he has a $2 s- for a wife, uh. You're too damn selfish, and that's why you're sitting there with a bad leg, and that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. You guys talk about being students of the game. I am the f-ing game, JR. Three ain't enough now, I need five. Welcome in Jim, Ryan, Matt, Tim, and intern Mark. Oh my out. goodness, what do we do? There's a one, there's a two. Oh! oh, wow. Well, you can take that brass ring and shove it up your ass. Welcome, everyone. Three Count Thursday. We are live here on our Facebook page. It is Thursday, October the 15th, 2020. We are glad to be with you. We are the podcast of the millennium. We have tons to talk about this week, including which brand won, what have we learned, and a cursed title. But make sure you check out threecountthursday.com. That's our homepage. You'll find all of our social media links there. Our merchandise over at whatamaneuver.net. What a maneuver. Thank you, Tim. Our Patreon page. Our Collar and Elbow brand deal for 10% off each and every order at CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Our home network, of course, NGSC Sports at NGSCSports.com. And uh, we also stream daily at LeebSports.com. Ryan, that would be? L-E-E-I-V-Sports.com. That, that would be the one in, in harmony with yourself. Um, but we're, we're glad the, the full team back with us uh this week, let's uh, go around the room. Intern Mark. How you doing? Everybody, I'm doing real good. Good, good. Real good. It's hard to believe it's the middle of October already. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I, I want to talk about that, but I also don't want to talk about that, but we'll keep going. Ryan. How you doing? Doing well, doing well. I uh, have off work tomorrow, took a little extra day, making it a little three-day weekend, so... uh I'm ready to cruise into uh, to the weekend right now. So sucks to be everybody else. Uh well, that's very nice of you, Matt. How you doing? Matt? How you doing? I mean, I was doing well until Ryan took a huge shit on everyone's weekend. Um, so um, otherwise, it's good to be back. Uh, took some nature in last week. Went camping. Um, so got enough fresh air for the rest of the year. I'm good. I can stay indoors until like March. <laughs> Well, I mean, if 2020 has proven anything, that the winter could be super long and super shitty. So 
Uh, I think you're, you're, you could almost be safe there. And Tim. How you doing? Um, well, I'm going to dump on Ryan, and I'm in the midst of a six-day weekend uh, today. <laughs> so uh, uh, I'm taking six days. Uh, my, my next days are going to be uh, Friday, 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 Saturday, Sunday, Wednesday. Oh yeah, well I'm in the middle of a six month. Oh, never mind. That's that's not exciting. <laughs> yeah, mine's mine's not necessarily exciting either. <laughs> uh, I just I like to take off around this time of year, anyways, uh, to just get away and be with myself. Like people were asking me, like, "What do you want to do?" And I'm like, "Nothing." Is that? Oh, that that's not what you were referring to. Like, oh. It's not code. Like nothing is not a code word. Well, you said like, you wanted to be with yourself. I just yeah, like just me in the bed and the blanket and pillows and hit the music, Jim, and wrestling on the television, and that's it. <laughs> Hands up. Hands up. You're that good. You're gonna have to teach me that one. Well, no, maybe Back not it around you. your thighs. <laughs> <laughs> now that we have grossed out everybody if you're following along with us on the live video give us a uh, give us a share and a like we'd appreciate that um let's uh let's jump into it with our weekly segment on this day. looking at some things that happened on october 15th two birthdays joey abs of course of the uh mean street posse 1971 and Tamatanga, born in 1982. Then we jump to 1951. May Young defeats Cora Combs to become the first NWA Florida Women's Champion in Tampa, Florida. In 1988. Michael Hayes and Steve Cox defeat the Samoan SWAT team of Fatu and Samu for the world-class tag team title in Dallas, ending the Samoan SWAT team's second reign and beginning their own second run with the belts. On the same show, Jeff Jarrett defeated Eric Embry for the world-class light heavyweight title, ending the second of Embry's five reigns with the title. Moving ahead to 1998. X-Pac defeated D'Lo Brown for the WWF European heavyweight title in Chicago, Illinois. This marked the beginning of the second of, uh, of his second run, uh, with the belt as the end, as well as the end of D'Lo Brown's second reign, and then finally in 2005, day. WWE issued a press release touting that WrestleMania 22 in Rosemont, Illinois, sold out in "quote unquote" two minutes. So those are the things that happened in professional wrestling history. Um, obviously the big news, guys, uh, from really the last week in, in, in wrestling in WWE, uh, was the draft started on, uh, last Friday on SmackDown closed out on, uh, on raw on Monday. There was uh, a few draft picks made on talking smack over the weekend, uh, as well as, uh, like a, uh, like network exclusive leading up to raw. And then a few things on raw talk after raw, uh, which rounded everything out. Um, do we want to review all of the picks, or did everybody get the email to to, to see them in front of them? Uh, how would you like me to read off the picks? We're good. Okay, so um, most notably, I think I had sent it in the group Facebook message. Oh, 
Um, most notably, um, I, I think, or at least one of the most notably, Drew McIntyre WWF title or WWE title stays on Monday Night Raw. Universal title stays on SmackDown. Um, the women's titles stay on their respective brand. The <clears throat> secondary titles stay on the respective brand. Um, but but the one of the big ones that I think got the got the most reaction from people uh, was of course the SmackDown tag team champions, the new SmackDown tag team champions, the New Day. They um, r- upon winning the titles, meaning Xavier and Kofi, uh, they were drafted to Monday Night Raw. Big E was retained on SmackDown, so so the trio is split up. And then on Monday, the Raw Tag Team Champions were drafted uh, to SmackDown. So let, let's let's stop there, and then let's get our reaction to the New Day being split up, um, you know, brand-wise, because this got a lot of reaction. Then we'll talk about the Tag Team titles. So, Tim, you kind of have a look on your face like you got some things to say about the New Day being split up here so I'm gonna I'm gonna lead to you first and let you ruminate or whatever the the correct word is uh about the new day splitting up it's Damien Priest's fault (laughs) no it's not it's not Damien Priest's fault this time no this is equally the best and worst idea in the history of ideas um because I do feel that in a certain light as long as Biggie was with the new day, like the actual group with Kofi and Xavier, I don't feel that he would ever really fully break out the same way that like Kofi did when Kofi mania happened. Um, Biggie kind of needs his, his singles run without anyone else around has been really good so far. And now that they've shuffled some pieces around as far as the SmackDown locker room goes, I mean, I'm trying to, I'm looking through the, the list right now of like potential baby faces on the roster that are like on the top of the list. I mean, there's not that many to, if I'm looking at it right, like Uh, Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens. Okay. There's two. Um, uh, I mean, potentially Ray Mysterio. Uh, yeah, but I think like I don't think he's, he's going to be used in that spot. He, he he and Seth Rollins are like Peter in the fight in the chicken right now. Like they're not splitting up anytime soon. I'm like, going to hold up hope that they just forget that they didn't draft that storyline to Raw. They just drafted the talent involved. Like and then I'll be all four of them. I, I literally, I, yeah, like I know, all. I know. I like, I and like, I'm, I said, I'm hoping. I, I don't, yeah, you know, <laughs> but um, I'm sad about it, but I also feel as though we're not gonna actually miss the new day. Like, I still think it's gonna be, um, the famous, the famous phrase from uh, after the curtain call in 96 was don't confuse dissension or don't confuse uh yeah don't confuse dissension for um expansion or don't confuse expansion for uh dissension meaning 
the click was still the click, but Kevin Scott and X Pac went to WCW to be click south, and then right. Sean and Triple H are click north. I think that that's what it's going to be. Like Biggie's still going to probably do the same New Day stuff. They'll probably have the same theme for a little bit. And they're still going to do the podcast. I'm hoping if this, I, I mean, I would hope I'm most so. mad about if this ruins the podcast, I'm done. <laughs> T- Tim's out. It's really, it's really Damien priest's fault. Then. <laughs> God dang it, Bobby. Um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't imagine that we see the end to the, to the podcast here. Um, really, I, I don't, I don't necessarily see any reason to, cause it's not like, uh, it's not like Kofi and Xavier were like, Hey, we're just going to leave you. Like if they didn't, you know, they didn't turn their back on him or whatever. It was, it was raw and USA versus, um, you know, SmackDown and, and Fox. And that's how the, the, the draft happened. So, so I would, I would hope that, you know, the new day, uh, is still new daying and, um, you know, and, and I, I think, you know, my initial reaction was, uh, I was shocked that it that it happened because if if you if you read wrestling Twitter, that was one of the rumors that had been out there for a little while that this was an idea that it was at least being passed around that the the new day was going to be split, um, but still be still be the new day, you know, presented you know with via the podcast things like that. However, uh, <laughs> that they would they would just wouldn't be on the same show. Big E would be by himself, so. Um, I was actually shocked that they did it. I, I, I do. I agree in the long run that, um, you know, for Big E, this this could possibly be, uh, you know, that moment, you know, that we can look back to, uh, you know, you think about like Daniel Bryan's run to the title. We look at SummerSlam when like we thought that was going to be his crowning moment and Triple H turned on him, Randy Orton and all of that. So like you can always go back to a a moment. And I and I think that's what it'll end up being here for Big E, and also too, like, you know, from a storyline perspective, the fact that Raw didn't want him and only drafted Kofi and Xavier, that he can use this as as a motivation as well to uh, you know to drive himself to bigger and better things, you know, in the World Wrestling Federation Entertainment. Uh, Ryan, we'll go. To, we'll we'll jump to you next here. Let's let's talk about Raw not wanting Big E, what, what would the thought process be when you have a pick and you can take three athletes in one fell swoop? They've done it earlier already in the draft with the best thing Raw has going and the Hurt Business. So yep. why would you just not grab all three? Why, what would be the mentality of ever leaving Big E, the one that's standing out on his own behind? It doesn't. That doesn't make any sense. If if somebody could tell me why, that would be great. If we it ain't nothing but a heart. Oh wait, no, that's a different thing, dude. And I'm not I'm not saying like one of you guys tell me, but like if it's told in the future, why? Because I mean, it's your opinion. Why? My opinion. Why? It doesn't really matter. But there's a reason that Biggie wasn't taken, and I feel like that should be told somewhere. And maybe it is. Maybe it will be. Maybe I'm putting the cart before the horse. No, I, I think it's a valid. I would like that to be told. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, at, at some point, at some point along the line, it would be a nice thing to hear as as to you know what 
what was the thought process there? And maybe it doesn't even happen until um, until Big E wins the Royal Rumble or wins the U- Universal title or what have you. Like, you know, maybe that's the moment where, like, Kofi and uh, Xavier are like, hey, wh- what were you guys doing? This could have been – this could have benefited your show. Maybe, you know – I and I, I think maybe part of the wow, pro- Big E, well, he farts in the locker room, so it's just no go. <laughs> um, and I don't know, like, I don't know if if not having a uh, like a GM or an authority figure uh, besides Adam Pierce, um, you know, is is part of the reason why. You, and obviously, you know, we've only had one episode of TV up to this point, and the draft was still going on. Uh, what's right. up, Nikki? Nikki joining in. Um, so maybe you know I I don't know if if the lack of an authority figure to blame for Biggie not not being taken with is 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 part of that as well. Which like sidebar, do you guys miss like an authority figure? I've actually seen people like, which is funny because a lot of times people were mad that that we had the authority figure and they got too much screen time at times. But now I, I've seen lately people saying it, 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 that WWE almost needs. Um, even if it's the same one on both brands, I don't know how that would make sense, but, um, there's not having an authority figure seems weird. Did anybody else miss an authority figure? I do. Cause I like, I like William Regal as the NXT commissioner where like having a, my authority figures are very much like WCW's former authority figures like uh cowboy bill watts or jim hurd or jj dylan when he was president um or like not so much in the later years of wcw when like in like 2000 2001 where like the cat is the commissioner and then there's terry funk and rick flair and kevin nash and like wasn't russo um, kind of one at one point right yeah, I mean Russo was the book. He was like a part of the powers that be. Um, but uh, to me, like I, I feel like there needs to be some person who can explain why certain things just happen on the fly. Like I don't, I don't like when the wrestler just says, "I'm gonna wrestle you tonight." This show, this is a thing. Right, like, like it's a TV show. It, Somebody's putting this thing together. Yeah, like the the Cowboys and the Eagles aren't playing football, and then all of a sudden the Titans and the Dolphins roll in and go, hey, <laughs> I want to play them today. Or like, like or like, a, yeah, like at halftime be like, split squad, let's go. Yeah, like right here <laughs> we're playing seven on seven in the halftime. Like, right. I that kind of guidance especially for like also things that get booked down the line like you have the ability to do contract signings and not have to use michael cole or tom phillips or somebody else in the ring to kind of be the i guess what's the phrase i'm looking for the notary like i don't know <laughs> Um, so, so kind of like uh, liking it more to how, uh, like Jack Tunney ruled the world wrestling federation back in the day, or like when gorilla monsoon was the, uh, was the president, like more like a president of WWE as opposed to, um, you know, the authority like that would come out 
and 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 take you know 15 minutes at the start of the show and then be a a constant feature throughout like you don't necessarily need that but but something some sort of governing body that uh you know that we know makes decisions and can override a decision here or 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 uh, be an answer for something there. I, I think that is probably what what is missed, as opposed to uh, like the Triple H and Stephanie Authority, or uh, like the corporation, or something like that. That that it was more, it was more a like obviously it's all storyline, but uh, as opposed to to what we knew more in like the Attitude Era and beyond. I think that I think that would help. Um, but back to uh, the the new day in that situation, Ryan. Did you have any any other thoughts on it, or should we go to Matt and Mark? Go ahead. Okay, Matt. Um, I I think that it does kind of leave up that opportunity to have an explanation because you know if if you are drafting full teams, then there does need to be some sort of resolution to all of this, like Ryan said. Um, that being said, I'm, I'm really excited to see what Big E does because I think he's kind of always been someone that um, WWE wanted to push. They just could never really find the right time, uh, the right situation. Um, I think once he broke out of his like silent enforcer role with Dolph back in the day, um, he had really good momentum there and it just kind of fizzled out until New Day. So uh, I think they have a, a prime opportunity to turn Big E into something you know for lack of better term big in the company (laughs) um so i i I would love to see what they do with it and how far he goes with it from here sure intern mark well i'll tell you what it's going to be uh the ease time to shine that's for sure um i can see him potentially getting a a run with the title um but and and, you know down the road there's eventually going to be a new day reunion which will sell a lot of T-shirts and uh, merchandise. But uh, right now, I think it was a necessary thing to do to kind of get Big E on his own and give him that push. But, yeah, there really is no logic behind why would you take two members of the new day and leave one behind. So maybe uh, we'll get some answers here in the next few weeks. But beyond that, I'm I'm actually excited to see Big E on his own to see what he can do. Yeah, no doubt. Um, let's see here. Scotty says fans are unhappy now with Biggie splitting from New Day, uh, but their reaction changes when he dethrones Reigns at Mania. Sure, um, and and you know, and obviously too, like let's let's book out a little bit. If he wins the Royal Rumble, like theoretically, he doesn't even have to go at Roman Reigns. Like if WWE wants to like keep the reign of Reigns going, uh, if it's still just printing money for them, then you can always bring him over to uh, to the Raw brand. Um, with the uh, with the WWE title, um, Nikki asks, "Are they are they going to give Big E new music and gear?" I wouldn't, at least not in the short term. I mean, you know, because based on the way uh, you know the the three of them reacted, uh, to, you know, to the decision, everything like that, like they weren't happy about it. So it's it's you know, there's no no reason in my mind why why anything should change presentation wise. Um, for for any of them. Yeah. Well, the thing is though, that is subject to change because the New Day is having their quote unquote farewell match on SmackDown tomorrow. That's a good point. 
against, I think it's Dolph Ziggler, Bobby Roode, and Sheamus. Um, so I don't know if there's like a, a split or anything that like could take place. Um, cause I, cause I feel like also making the new, making the new day of Kofi and Xavier heel doesn't really do anything spectacular on raw and making Big E heel on SmackDown for what? Right. For your, whom? your, your moneymaker on SmackDown is a heel for all intents and purposes. Like, right. Regardless like, of the fact that we all love him. <laughs> uh, yeah. He is not what we would refer to as a baby not face. A good person. Correct. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I've, I've got my own thoughts as to like why Biggie was split from the rest of the new day. Um, but I would like to see what the storyline reason would be. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, uh, that would be, and I, and I do, I, I'm with Ryan. I hope that at some point uh, that, that gets addressed. Like, you know, what was, what was the reason why you, you wouldn't take this group that, I mean, for the better part, I mean, for almost the entire time we've been on the air with this show, they've been a thing. Because, like, I, I tuned on um, as I was, like, putting things together today on the network. Like, whatever pay-per-view is that month, they'll throw, like, you know, every Hell in a Cell pay-per-view ever. So, just randomly threw on um, 2015. And, like, it... it, it <laughs> It wasn't. That was the uh, that was the one where uh, Del Rio returned to uh, unthrown Cena at the salt bad year. Uh, but like the new day was still the new day, and I was like, "What?" Like you forget that they've actually been the new day for that long. That got a huge pop though, Del Rio's. Return. Oh, it absolutely did at the time. Like I like I was watching that today, and when like Zeb Coulter like announces Del Rio's return, and that place went fucking ballistic. I was like. Wow, things have changed in five years, have they not? Yeah, uh, I remember that because I was in Disney at the time, and I remember like watching. I was like, "Why is Del Rio getting this massive of a of a reaction?" I mean, I I was a Del, like I liked Del Rio um, until I found out he was a real piece of shit. Um, so oh, it's it's worse now. Oh, I I, I know it's okay. it's real worse Wait, now. More? Oh, you didn't know, Tim? You want to tell him? He just got indicted on some bad stuff. Like he was like hitting up women, right? Like oh, but he women? got he got convicted. He got like yeah, and like this is like it was like kidnapping and something else. I think like five counts of stuff. Yeah, like, it was. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was real bad. Yeah, we bag. we might gotta put asterisks in that guy's name. Or yeah, vowels. yeah, yeah. I mean, not uh... oh, Al of the River. <laughs> yeah, definitely, uh, definitely not good. Um, but I was, yeah, I was just surprised. Like, wow, like the, the, I, the new day was, was a, a thing back then. By the way, that show had a, had a really good hell in a cell match between Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt. Yes, sir. Um, those two work really well together. Um, but wonder who won shocking, huh? <laughs> um, when y'all going to get over the fact that Bray Wyatt doesn't have to win to be over. Well, like how, I, many, how many more? I mean, how many back, more times? How many more times is that gonna have to? Back then, he wasn't winning at all. Like that's he correct. Needed to win back then to get over, he doesn't now. Yeah, 
Um, I, don't, I don't think he needed it back then either. But was that like was that creepy? He's got the whole world in his hands. Kids around the ring. Or was no, that, that was the that was the Cena that? feud. But I think I think that was that was this was the derivative of Shield versus Wyatt's. So that would have been okay. before Whole World in His Hands. I think that okay. I think that came not long after that, though. Yeah, this was the anyone but you Roman, right? And now we're just and again, amazing how things change in five years because now we're all thankful for Roman. <laughs> and why did they take the like? I get, I get it, but having the Fiend and Roman Reigns on the same brand gave me that potential frenetic energy of like get these two together right especially now like roman reigns now with Heyman and the fiend with alexa like this oh you want to talk about a wrestlemania match i don't care if it goes back to the the Buccaneers Stadium, or if it goes into the unfinished SoFi Arena, or if it's back yeah, which, in the okay. Thunderdome, let's or let's time out because I put up the WrestleMania post the days until WrestleMania. Yeah. Okay. And every so every so often, somebody feels like they got to be cute and be like, "Well, it's not in Hollywood, and it's not here." Look, I understand that it's probably not going to be at SoFi, but until that's official, I will continue to at times put up the WrestleMania Hollywood logo. Deal with it, you fuckers. You ought to put like the WrestleMania eight logo up. I might just the start like the WrestleMania twenty one logo up. Like just like I know, I get it. Sorry, I know WrestleMania seven. Yeah, like don't you know COVID's happening, Jim? Yeah, like hey man, it's not gonna. It's it's not there. The the guy on the internet told me so. Look, I am aware. I'm and like yeah, I know the Wikipedia. I could change Wikipedia for WrestleMania to be in this at Saudi. Okay. Like just because it says it on Wikipedia, I Don't know it's not say that a hundred percent true. Yeah, it's too they late. They listen. It's too late. Um, I can't blame Damian Priest on that one. <laughs> just put that right into the universe. Yeah, yeah I did. I did a bad it. thing. I did a bad thing. Redact. 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 I wish I had like a rewind button. Um, but it's. I know. I know that it's probably not going to be at, at in in California, but until California. it's official. And by official, I mean the WWE makes a statement. It is still planned for March 28th, 2021 in California. Um, so there we go. Uh, now to the other thing from uh, from this New Day split and the, uh, the, the tag team title situation. Because Twitter got like big mad that the SmackDown tag champions that were drafted to Raw... And then the Raw Tag Champions were drafted to SmackDown. And in the back, they just swapped the titles. Now, I know people, and myself included, thought that that this draft was a great potential opportunity to unify the tag titles. Do I think they should have unified the tag titles? I do. That said, I didn't, ha- I didn't have any problem with the, with the title swap in the back. Because why would you have the Raw titles on SmackDown and the SmackDown titles on Raw? Like, it just seemed obvious. Pretty, pretty easy. They drafted that team, and the belt goes with that team. It's simple. That's why you would have the SmackDown championship on Raw. It's very simple. It was, it was laid out. The belt goes with the champion. But the end. They're, they're just tag titles. Like, 
One represents the Raw brand. One represents the SmackDown brand. So you would move the SmackDown titles to their brand and the Raw titles back to their brand. You're still no, tag champions. You would, you're going to move the wrestlers that you drafted and the hardware that goes with them. Right. Yes. I Now that makes sense if they had drafted... if So at the end of Friday... The New Day and the Street Profits were on Raw. Correct. Okay. So if after Raw, the Street Profits stayed on Raw, then the SmackDown tag titles stay on Raw. But this is a creative way to do a just... It's not like it's not like they drafted Okay, so I'll, I'll ask this. I'll ask it a different way. If they don't just swap the titles backstage in like a political move. Who the H on SmackDown is going to be your tag team champions? And also, who's going to be your Raw champs? It seems if that was an issue for SmackDown, you would have drafted a tag team champion. If you allowed both tag team champions to go to Raw, then you you lost. Well, I mean, but here's what's to say. Raw valued the New Day as tag champs higher than they valued the Street Profits. So they took the SmackDown tag champions early, which forced SmackDown to take the Street Profits in an understanding that they would just swap titles. I mean, they were drafted in round four, so it's not like they were the top of Raw's priority. It was Raw's, like, it was Raw's seventh, no, tenth pick. Yeah. And by that time, they had already drafted their world champion, their women's title, the U.S. title... I think they drafted all of their titles in the first round. Yeah, they drafted right, except they, for the tag titles. And then the women's the tag women. champs at the end of round two. Right. So, and, but so, the women's tag titles are defended on all three brands. So that doesn't even matter. It's like. The, in theory, like, they drafted the tag team and the hardware came with. Correct. But to me, like. Be, uh, to me, I, I just look at it as in, in in a world where the WWE gets very criticized, again, right, wrong, or indifferent, for things that don't make sense or can be confusing. To me, what's more confusing than if you have a, uh, a, a, a new viewer that tunes in on SmackDown to see the Raw Tag Team champs on that brand or vice versa. Like, and granted, you can simply explain every week for the next calendar year why the Raw tag team titles are on one are on SmackDown, or that the SmackDown tag team titles are on Raw, or you could just make it make sense and have, you know, the 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 branded titles be on back on that show. Like to me, that like this made it. Could they have done it in a in a better way? I guess I don't know, but. To me, I, I, I had abs- I had zero issue with it. Like to me, it 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 absolutely made sense. Once the Street Profits were drafted to SmackDown, I was just like, oh, so they're just gonna swap the belts, probably. 
Like, I mean, I think it's a lot better than vacating both titles and then having a a nothing match on both shows or a tournament on both shows in which the new day just wins the raw tag titles and the street profits win the SmackDown tag titles. Like, yeah, I, I I agree with that. You you could have had Cesaro and Nakamura not lose the championships, keep them there and just have somebody on raw flip it to a raw champion and still draft the way you drafted it. I mean, you, you threw it on the new day to then draft them to Raw. So I mean, but I mean, at, it's not like it's Nakamura and Cesaro. But Nakamura and Cesaro weren't drafted until until Monday night, whereas the New Day was drafted on Friday no, night. I'm saying I'm saying back when you wrote the storyline to flip it and put it on the New Day, you could have just had Nak and Cesaro retain. But I I think I think part of I mean I I agree, but. I think part of the allure of the New Day was also yet another, you know, what are they, 11-time champs now or something? I, I, I lost track of the number. But the fact that they came back and they won the titles in in storyline probably made them more luxurious with their first pick in the fourth round as opposed to, uh, you know, later on in the draft as well. Not that draft position, let's be honest. That's a whole nother that's a whole nother thing we'll we'll dive into. Um because people were reacting to oh Dana Brooke was picked over so and so and I, I think it's it's easy to get hung up on on some of those details, but again it's it's a it's it's a, 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 a illogical world. <laughs> um yeah, I, I, I you, think you, you can't apply logic to some of it then and not to the whole, I feel. So if we're going to apply logic to just swapping the belts or not having a red title belt on blue brand and blue on red, then it's fair to say that the New Day wasn't important enough to SmackDown to keep until the fourth round, drafting Bianca Belair from Raw. That was a more important get to them than keeping their own tag team champions, grabbing uh, Dominic and Ray from Raw to your brand. So, I mean, you have to think, order why like you can't you can't deny it if we're going to try to apply a logic to some of it i get it's a totally illogical situation the only one that actually made sense were the first two champions staying put and then i think it was natalia actually getting round uh drafted in the seventh round where she belongs as well (laughs) (laughs) what a dick um but yeah i mean it, it just I felt like it, it, out of out of the the things that I think people could have been upset about as as it relates to the draft and where some people may may have ended up uh, brand wise, um, I, I just felt like it, like the swapping of tag titles, which again a, a brand specific, um, you know, a brand specific. I mean, the same thing would have happened in my mind if Bailey would have been drafted to. Uh, if if B- Bailey would have been drafted to Raw and Oscar would have been drafted on SmackDown, just flop the you know switch the titles. Yeah, repping the uh, the Rant Foundation ant jumping in on the uh, comments here. But you know, I, it just it, it was one would of those. You, would you do the same with the IC Championship and the Universal Champion or the uh, the United no, States Champion? Because they're not branded as because the Raw title. To, because they're not on that color strap, correct? Because they are brand specific. It's, no, yeah, it has nothing to do with the strap named, color. 
the titles are named the Raw Tag Team Titles that is and correct. the SmackDown Tag Team Titles. Correct. It's not the SmackDown Intercontinental Champion. Okay. Like, if let's say the, the Raw Tag Team Titles were the World Tag Team Titles. And, and the others are the Universal Tag Team right, Titles. Right. Then, then you don't do the swap. Got it. Same as like last year when... Uh, when, when, when Brock, well, he wasn't even drafted. I think he just went, <laughs> I think he just went to raw with the uh, WWE title. And then they drafted the universal title over to SmackDown. Like you didn't, you didn't swap the belts because you just made a blue universal title, which was better anyway. Um, in my, Brock dropped the strap, right? Well, no, cause it didn't Brock won. Didn't Brock win the WWE championship before? For the draft, and then I think he said he just he just drafted himself to Raw. I felt like I don't think he was ever actually drafted. If somebody wants to look up last year's draft, but I feel like he just was like, I don't want to be on SmackDown. I'm going over to Raw. Um, but but yeah, again, it's not the Raw World Title and the SmackDown World Title. They had, they had different names, so. I had I had no problem. Could you imagine if AEW did something like this, Jim? Oh God! Oh my! Don't God. worry, Can I'll get to imagine? them. I'll get Dude, to them later. All over it. Brock was drafted first round, second pick on Raw. Okay. Or uh, the Raw, the Raw half of the draft. He was drafted to SmackDown, so he was he was WWE champion when that happened and Seth Rollins was universal champion and then Seth Rollins lost the title at Helena or he lost it in Saudi Arabia to um because didn't Brock lose a title well no Brock Who, didn't Brock didn't lose his title until mania so how did Brock get over to Raw? How did he not lose the title until oh cuz he lost it to Drew. He lost it to Drew. I think I think after the I think it was I guess there was just, I think I guess yeah, it was a head on a pole match. <laughs> I think after I think after Saudi when Seth lost the universal title to to Bray Wyatt to Bray Wyatt SmackDown. Correct. Then that title was blue. And then it was a face, and now it's blue. Again. Yeah, and I think, um, I think, I think at that point, there was there was some sort of reason that like Brock just showed up on Raw, like somebody somebody on SmackDown like pissed Heyman off or something like that, uh, and then he just he um, went over he went over I feel to like Raw. There was a title change. Somewhere. Yeah, we need to we need to f- to figure that out. But um, oh. Because Kofi was Brock had just won the world cha- the WWE Championship the first the, the, the first the first SmackDown was first SmackDown on Fox. So then, when did Brock on the November first, twenty nineteen episode of SmackDown, Lesnar quit SmackDown and went to Raw? Yeah, yeah. So it was basically Brock saying, "Oh, the Universal Champion is here." I'm just gonna go to Raw. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I'm trying to remember. It was like something or somebody or somehow because, something pissed Heyman off on SmackDown. Well, it's because so Bray won. Bray won the title on Halloween. 
Is that and, what it was? Like, yeah. What it, why are we going down this rabbit hole? It, it doesn't make a ton of sense for me. Because it was it's, it's last Halloween. Because it just it was it was tied to the the swapping of the titles on brands. But if they're just if they're just props, it doesn't even matter, right? Like if they're just props, they're nothing real. I mean, the Stanley Cup, it's just a prop. It's not a big deal. Watch your mouth. Watch the Lombardi right. Trophy, they're interchangeable. Watch your mouth. Well, no, I mean, the Lombardi Trophy, there's a new one every year. The Stanley Cup is the Stanley Cup. So let, let's... The Calder Cup? So, I mean, same thing. That's only one of those. It doesn't get remade every year. Sure. Um, but, uh, but but that was why we fell down that rabbit hole, because you, you, asked, up, right? you asked the that... question about... If the U.S. title and, and intercontinental title, if if you would just swap them backstage, you wouldn't. Which are brand specific, right? We we will admit that they are brand specific. No, they are not brand specific. They're not brand specific. No, but one's only on one brand, right? U.S. and intercontinental are not brand labeled. It's not the Raw okay. United States title and the SmackDown intercontinental title. Like okay, whereas the Raw so women's the title, Raw, it's just the tag team championships we're talking about then. Yes. Or the women's it's title, not the raw, not the raw universal mm. champion, right? That's correct. The women's title too. Yeah, the, the the women's titles and the tag team titles, the men's tag team titles, are Which brand I'm not specific. Sure why? I'm not sure why they just don't name the SmackDown women's title the women's universal championship. That's kind of a good point too. And like, since we are digging down this hole, I don't know why the raw tag team titles aren't the world aren't tag the team uni- titles and yeah. the. SmackDown are the universal tag team titles. Problem fucking solved, right? <laughs> right. Or yes. Or you know, in in this in this current world, why you don't unify the tag division because you have like two two or three tag teams company wide as it is. So like that that if, if there was one thing that confused me more with the tag team title situation, it was that it, it's like, why didn't you take this opportunity to unify those titles? I like to me. Because the women's division, although I think you still could have unified those, women's division is deeper than the tag team division right now, talent wise. So it, I, I just, to me, there's there's no Lana has a championship match coming up. Oh, right? we'll get to that too, Ryan. Because that. All right, we're just talking. We're talking about depth. I just want to. <laughs> um. So you know, looking, looking, you know, that kind of covered like Friday night. Um, Monday night, obviously you see, and, and this is one thing that I, I was kind of thinking about when we did our like mock draft last week was the fact that raw needs more characters. Um, you know, they have great wrestlers, but they need more characters. They have a longer show to fill. You got that with Miz and Morrison. You move the, the fiend and Alexa bliss to Monday night raw. Like I, I think and and we can we can kind of like tie this into the the, the question of like who won the draft. I, I don't necessarily know that that either side won. I mean, SmackDown. I think you have the you know with, with having Roman Reigns. You know, that's to me that's the best pick uh, of the uh, of the draft for a brand specific at this point. But I think that I think the thing that that is going to help Monday Night Raw is you have more characters than you had before ryan you look confused raw absolutely won the draft how do see i don't see how you couldn't think raw didn't win this draft raw had the best thing that they had going on their brand which i think is the hurt business squared away 
and then took the best thing about the SmackDown brand in Bray Wyatt and brought it over to Raw. There's no way SmackDown is better off coming out of this brand split draft. Absolutely no way. Okay. Uh... I mean, Roman staying put and the feud with Jimmy or Jay Uso, whichever one it is, Jay. is great. But what else do they have? They have uh, Otis with the briefcase. That's all they've got now. That's literally it. Well, you still have Sasha and Bailey. You still you you have um, you have some the shit we retired on Raw put over there with Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio. Like I said, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm hoping that 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 uh, storyline didn't get drafted. I'm hoping. I didn't but, uh, say and Shorty and Shorty G stays there, so SmackDown wins. I didn't. I didn't Don't say SmackDown wins. Lars Sullivan. Oh, I forgot about Lars Sullivan. Oof. That's that's ours. a big non-preferred. Yeah, um, he'll be sucking up the talent, sucking off the. I don't know what he'll be doing. He'll be doing something. <laughs> oh my! I think both. I think each brand benefited for each brand. But in what way did SmackDown benefit? Because as as a shorter show, you have. I think you 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 have some storylines there. You have you know the the Reigns and Uso. You have the the now Biggie's by himself. So what's going to happen there? What's Seth Rollins going to do? And again, this is all just on paper because theoretically we tune in tomorrow night and it's still the Murphy Ray and whatever right, show. But, and you have a deep like, women's what's, division. What's new to SmackDown that's exciting like the changeovers that we saw to Raw? Um, I Well, I mean, what's new to... SmackDown is the fact that Big E's now by himself. You have uh, Bianca Belair. There's some other women's talent that came over. Kevin Owens is over. Uh, Seth Rollins is over. Um, you know, I, I think there there is, you know, like Bianca Belair coming over. I love the fact that she's in a, a different women's division now. And again, being... Yeah, and I mean, she she's built for, for SmackDown, so that's a good one. But I mean, it, if you're looking at like, overall who got better like a lot of the main storylines that you were saying is like a plus for smackdown was stuff that they kind of already had yes and no but again that being a two-hour show raw raw needed the most work as well so them them getting the lion's share of the better side of the of of the draft it, it helps them more but I don't think I don't think SmackDown is as hurt by losing right. Bray Wyatt and the Fiend. So that's why that's why so I mean when you when you evaluate a draft, like if you're looking at the Chiefs going into a draft and the Detroit Lions going into the draft, and the Lions hit big on a new receiver, a new D lineman, and like a, a strong safety that's really good, and the the Chiefs get like a backup wide receiver because they really don't need anyone like you're going to say the Lions did a lot better in the draft because they hit on all these points of need whereas the Chiefs are still probably the better team so like that's that's how I'm evaluating this draft like okay that's Raw, fair Raw added so much because they needed to add so much whereas Smackdown didn't add so much because they have a lesser time slot to fill so I understand your point too, whereas like they, they have all these storylines that they can use now in a two hour show and it's great 
and it's more focused. But if you're looking at overall who did better in the draft, you have to say it's Raw. Okay, yeah. I, okay, that's fair. That's fair. In turn, Mark. SmackDown decided to take Lars Sullivan before Keith Lee. Enough said. That should be the end of the argument right there. When was Keith Lee even taken? Uh, the third round after Retribution, who's trying to gut the WWE from inside. Mm. <laughs> See, that Keith Lee pick is the reason why I think um, is, is part of the reason why Big E didn't go to Raw. Okay. Um, they're going to put Keith Lee in a singlet and do the dancey stuff? No, yeah. I'm thinking oh. that there's five or at least two really big charismatic black dudes in the WWE and you can't have them both on the same show (laughs) Vince Vince would not stand for that (laughs) hell no um intern Mark who won who won the draft to you oh it's got to be raw question but then again end up with carmella and uh, tamina over there as well so carmella has never switched brands in a draft i saw that tidbit yeah i saw that she is that's interesting she has always been on smackdown and and like i mean i guess this one was a little more obvious because uh because uh cory graves is is a smackdown dude which like right now that should even be somewhat irrelevant because TVs in one place for eternity, anyhow. <laughs> so, like those arguments of like, well, so and so's with so and so, so they can't be drafted into other brands. Why not right now? Um, Devin says Raw won as well. Tim, your thought? Uh, Raw won, but they cheated. They cheated. Yeah, and it's not necessarily Raw's fault that they cheated. I hate the draft premise the way that it's currently set up. Three, three picks to two picks? Yes. Like, if it ma- like, if having a number of talent, like, matter, like, or, have like, having a set number on each side, like, then cut the draft off at, like, ten rounds, and then everyone else is a free agent. And do five picks from each, each show on raw then five on smackdown and that's it like the fact that it's three to two every round is that's horrible and the fact that in the first round of the draft okay raw took six people they did Smackdown got two they did yes you're right yeah, like, and like I get it, SmackDown could do the same thing, but... Would you have preferred it go SmackDown Raw, SmackDown Raw, Raw? No, I think it should just go, it should go, whoever want. like, there should be a reason why, um, a, a sh- there should be a reason why a show got the first pick. Well, Raw clearly got the first pick because they were the worst of the two brands. 
<laughs> but there was no explanation. Right, like, but Raw, let's let's Raw look. got it because they're the firstborn, and then SmackDown got theirs. I think there shouldn't be a double pick. I just think it should go Raw, SmackDown, Raw, SmackDown, Raw, okay. or SmackDown, Raw, SmackDown, Raw, SmackDown. Like, however, and then the diversification of picks or or roster moves is done after the draft like they did with the original brand split in 2002. There was 10 picks from each show and then you could pick and choose who you wanted. You know the the like, the best the best way to fix this is to make raw 2 hours again. <laughs> the, that's the best way to fix this. No, yeah, 100%. It's, <laughs> it's 100%. also to stop it's also to stop telling me that like Raw needed Baba Tunde <laughs> or Akira Tozawa or Titus O'Neil or Riddick Moss and Alturo Ruas. Tim, what is your phone case? It's pink. No, but like, is there anything on it? It's just no. It's, it's just pink. Plain. <laughs> it's just plain. I'm I'm fine with the color. I was just like, is that what is yeah, he beautiful. holding? Yeah, it's my phone. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like. Raw doesn't need, like, there's a lot of, like, extraneous, extra, extraneous picks that are made, like, that don't really necessarily need to be made for the sake of, like, having to pick someone. Sure. Like, cut the draft <clears throat> off at 10 apiece, or 15, however you want to do it, and then, like, you have talking smack and you have raw talk. They already used both of those shows as expansion draft material. Right. And you had the, you had the bonus picks before raw on the network as well. Um, well, those were free agent acquisitions. Okay. It's, I mean, same difference. Raw got yeah, one. Smackdown but, got one. But yeah, like right. You like, have you have an was left over. Right. Like you have a network. You have a network at your disposal. Like you know, you post on your you, social media channels you earlier. Also in the have day. Twitter. Like right. It doesn't even have to be live on the network. Just like at WWE breaking news. The Raw brand has signed, for example, there's one notable free agent that didn't get drafted at all, and that's Andrade. Right. Andrade did not go to Raw or SmackDown. I thought you were going to say Bo Dallas. (laughs) I could care less. I mean, he is still a free agent as well. Sure. Like, the, Um, the technical current list of free agents is Mickey James, Andrade, Jimmy Uso, Edge, Bo Dallas, John Cena, Ronda Rousey, Mojo Rawley, Samoa Joe, Jinder Mahal, Ivar, Sonya Deville, Becky Lynch, the Forgotten Sons, who are very forgotten, uh, Oldberg, The Undertaker, and The Big Show. You can blame Jason Reichert for that one. Yeah. For sure Um, can. Sure can. Sure can. Uh, Just Steve Cutler and Blake, Blake, Wesley Blake are just turning and going, just shut up. Uh, yeah, there's, yeah, they're but, definitely just like shut the f- up. <laughs> like Andrade, though, like his signing could be a big deal. It can be a now, like it doesn't have to be like these little Arturo Ruas could have been a Twitter mention or like a WWE Now clip on 
Instagram Live. Who the hell is or, this? Like something. Yeah. But, you sound like Matt shitting on W or Raw Underground because Shane McMahon's part of it. You're you're just shitting all over the Raw Underground cast. I love Raw Underground. Jabakato, Babatunde, Atua Ruas. Two Tom of those Ruiz. dudes are the same guy. These are the, these are the guys you're mentioning, not me. I mentioned one guy. By the wrong name. Tabakato? You didn't call him Tabakato. You did call him Babatunde first. He's Babatunde. You, <laughs> you dead named him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. SmackDown drafted Big E Langston, and Alexander Rusev is on AEW. <laughs> Antonio Cesaro's over on SmackDown. Say, don't you dare forget Antonio Cesaro. <laughs> what's um, Rick Victor and what? What was it? Connor O'Brien. Yeah. Who? <laughs> um. Okay. Let's uh. Let Let's pause here. And uh, let's 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 go to the commercial break, and uh, and then when we come back, we'll kind of wrap up uh, thoughts on this and and that other thing from Monday night that Ryan touched on, and then uh, we'll continue. Uh, but uh, stick with us. Three Count Thursday live. After these messages, we'll be right back. Recount Thursday is sponsored by Arena Eats. Log on to the website arenaeats.app, that's arenaeats.app, for the ultimate fan experience. At your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre-order, express pickup, and in-seat delivery. How do you place your order? You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com, where you can get awesome analysis on all things sports. Or check out our podcast on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, subscribe to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports, and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. Welcome back, Three Count Thursday, live here on our Facebook channel. If you're uh, with us here, we appreciate that. Give it a like, give it a share. We'd uh, we'd appreciate that. Get as many people uh, in here as possible. We appreciate the interaction as well. Make sure you check us out, threecountthursday.com. Follow us on all of our social media. Subscribe to us on YouTube, all podcast platforms, Spotify, and also now Amazon Music as well. Uh, their uh, their pod podcast. Uh, system over there so you can get us anywhere and everywhere so we appreciate uh, wherever you subscribe to us uh and uh let's yeah let's let's go ahead and talk about this one guys because uh ryan mentioned it we will uh not spend a lot of time on this one but we we had the women's battle royal on monday uh to determine the number one contender for asuka's uh, Raw Women's Title, and after the fourth straight week of uh, of Lana being put through the announce table, 
she ends up as the winner of the battle royal and your number one uh contender for the raw women's title um obviously when she was put through the table for the fourth straight week that got a lot of reaction from people um and it's been it's been building over the weeks of people uh talking about how the the WWE is punishing her uh because of Rusev Miro uh going to AEW and uh to prove further prove that they are punishing her they make her the number 1 contender for the title um I mean, I assume is is that match happening at Hell in a Cell? Do we know that? I don't even know if we know that or when that match is happening. I would assume that's when it happens. I assume it's going to be a a fairly quick uh, squash match um, by Oscar. But your thoughts on on Lana winning the uh, the Battle Royal? I just looked it up. That match is actually happening in Hell. <laughs> that. Uh... I think that so we got Ryan's opinion, Tim. I don't, actually no, I don't. I don't. I said it earlier. I don't mind it. She won a battle royal. It's a battle royal. Anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. Yeah, that was kind of my thought. I mean, just if if you ever want to give Lana a title shot, this is probably how you're getting there. Imagine if this happened in AEW, oh though. Wait, do they have a women's division in AEW? They're getting there. Are they? Um, Tim, Matt, any who who wants to uh, give their thoughts? Tim, we'll go to you next. Pass. <laughs> Matt, your, your thoughts? I didn't see it coming. There you go. Maybe they should have put that tagline on Raw as well. Mark. Then it would have been fucking acceptable. <laughs> You'll never see it coming. Last uh, time I never saw something like this coming was with uh, Roman Reigns. Um, yeah, I can really do without this match. Uh, I'll let it slide that Lana won the Battle Royal, but I don't think there's any chance of Lana beating Oscar. You know, just to, unless she has the you best wouldn't see that coming either. You would not. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to give more it more unbelievable thing true. than Roman Reigns returning and being pushed to the top. Another more un- unbelievable thing. Fucking. <laughs> We're still on this, so, huh? So this is going to be called Hell in a Cell. Hell freezes over. Is please. that going to be the tagline? I think the please, Eagles please. still have that uh, trademark. I don't know if they can. And that would be the band, the Eagles, not the Philadelphia Eagles. Naturally. Naturally. Um, but I um, am. Don Henley's hurting for cash these days. You probably buy it off. Of probably. Yeah. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna spite. Whenever this match happens, I'm gonna spice it up because there's a zero point zero chance that uh, that Lana wins. I think I said that about something else the other week, and I, it's apparently it may have lost its its punch when it comes from me in, anymore. But in 2020, we can't do that. Anymore. No, I guess not. <laughs> Our percentages there's, there's, are... there's a zero point zero chance that everything and nothing will happen at the same time. So at this point, I almost expect Lana to win, and you know yes. what? And you know what? I'm going to put it on the wrestling Twitter people who, for weeks, have tweeted at the WWE and told them that they're only doing this to to because they're mad at Lana and they're mad at Rusev. So if Lana wins the title from Asuka, WWE Universe, you are at fault here for for what happens 
to the Raw Women's title. How how soon until Charlotte is cleared to come back? Now, she was drafted first round. Could it be possible Charlotte shows up, interferes, allowing Lana to actually beat Oscar? I don't know. No, that can't. I mean, of course it's possible. Anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. You never see that coming. I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> Lana's best friend is now on SmackDown, right? They're not besties it, anymore, though. Oh, that's right. The they, boat they, is, they broke up. The boat has found different waters. So Lana needs a new running buddy. Oh, my God. It is going to happen, isn't it? I think we just isn't, figured it out. Isn't this, isn't this where the highly trained uh, Eva Marie shows up? You know, I was really bummed that I got trolled hard on Monday. I, I shouldn't have let it happen, but again, 2020. I mean, she is all red, everything. So she's going to SmackDown is what you're telling me. <laughs> no, what they're going to do is they're going to make her dye her hair as soon as she gets over there. <laughs> but then that's Sasha Banks. She's the blueprint because she, she fought Matt Morgan? Matt Morgan in a thumb wrestling contest <laughs> and did. won. That's yeah. impressive. That's a feat in and of itself. Jim, yeah. as a total Divas fan, was Eva Marie supposed to dye her hair blonde? Wasn't that like what they told her to do when she went red? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, she kind of... She, she looked too much like the Bellas, so they were like... You need yeah, because she had dark hair, blonde. so they wanted her to be blonde. Because if you're not a brunette, you're a blonde in the World Wrestling Federation. Or you're uh, Asuka. Right. Uh, or Shotzi Blackheart. But that's NXT, I mean, so that doesn't even count. Or Sasha Banks. I mean, say what you will. Even Marie just paved the way for just dyed hair. Trailblazer. WWE. She's a trailblazer. <laughs> she was one of the first women to get a Funko Pop, right? Yeah. She was. You I... do, Matt, you do realize that statements like that are the reason why you own all of the Shane McMahon merchandise, right? <laughs> <laughs> like... You incriminate yourself I, I by bringing it on myself. I, I, yeah. somebody, I fully embrace it. Somebody say Shane McMahon. No, we don't have that sounder anymore. That... I don't have three the hours to wait. In the world. Now, Tim, you brought this on. Your yes, this is your fault, Tim. It's, it, it's Damien Priest's fault. Sure. Who does not have a Funko Pop yet, but even Marie does. He's got a really bad T-shirt. He has a really bad jersey, too, which I have in my closet. Oh, not Shane McMahon. I'm talking about the Archer of the Infirmary. Oh, yeah, oh, that why new do you sh- hate him so that- much? <laughs> because he sucks. <laughs> that new that new shirt is uh, is no good. Tell me Thing why he's sucks. good. Tell me why he's good other than the fact that you saw him wrestle at an indie in your hometown. Not that it was multiple times. We <laughs> shared a backstage segment twice, twice, mind you, um, with Matt Riddle as well. It was a great time. You should have been there. So I'm still <laughs> Facebook friends with him, too. And his name is, well, I won't give his name, but his his name is very close to my mom's name, <laughs> which is Luisa Martinez. So every time I see him post, I'm like, why is my mom talking about wrestling? Oh, it's... <laughs> So not only does he have one bad shirt, 
he has two bad shirts. Oh, first in, one's bad in his and this new one, the rock and roll champion. Yeah, I didn't get well, that one. I know what Tim's getting for Christmas. In his defense, I, well, I, you weren't here last week, so I'll tell you this now. If I get one of his shirts for Christmas, I'm going to do what Damien Priest would do. I would set it on fire and shoot it like a bow and arrow. That's a gift. It's a gift. Him. Yeah, you can't I can do, do that. What with a gift? When was the last time you <laughs> shot a fucking bow and arrow, Tim? <laughs> More recently than you, probably. Oh, <laughs> within with ah within five years? Yes. Okay, you Pocahontas. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, I was gonna say Ryan's an Eagle Scout. He's probably shot a bow. Have and you arrow ever heard a wolf cry to the blue corn moon? Is that is that a euphemism for masturbation? Yeah, I heard it. The grinning bobcat. Why he grinned? What is it? When you shoot a fucking, what are you talking about? And do you I forgot all the colors of the wind, Ryan. Did, did you move as an eagle? Scout? Like are you West like an Virginia eagle scout for life? Shit? Because I can guarantee, Ryan. I don't. I doubt you have used any of your eagle scout like lessons learned. In I would say I at least a decade. Not like two days ago. Seriously, when was the last time you made a fire? Um, without Only gasoline. You. Without <laughs> gasoline. Yeah, I almost Probably blew back when I was a scout. I almost right, blew my man. arm off trying to light a charcoal grill the other week. Heck yeah! I mean, at scouts, the... we weren't like fucking rubbing sticks together to get a spark either. Like we just used kerosene. Next oh my! Me, next thing you're going to tell me is you don't beat two sticks together to ward off bears. You absolutely do. That's the only way to ward them off. Uh, you know how you don't ward oh, them you. off? You don't go where bears are. Simple for me. I've never had to ward off a bear. All right. Sleep out in the woods. You clank some sticks together. You're fine. Snakes might crawl over your sleeping bag. You'll be all right, Jim. You'll love it. No, no, I won't be okay. Did you guys see that video of the of the guy who was like on a trail and was chased by a fucking mountain lion for like ten minutes? I'd have just stopped. I'd I would have been. Like, been I would. Yeah, I would have been dead in minute one. I would have been like, well, this is how I'm dead. This is how I'm gone. <laughs> I would have texted my family, been like, nice knowing you. I'm going to get eaten by a mountain lion in about 30 seconds. That mountain lion was uh, relentless, too. That thing oh. followed him. It was swatting at him. Well, apparently, the story is, like, the reason it was so, is he would he was trying to, like, reach down to, like, grab a rock or something. Every time he w- didn't stay big, because apparently he usually stay big, um, every time he went for a, a rock or something, that's when the, the, uh, the lion, like, you know, swiped and shit. I was like, I'd be fucking dead. So you're saying we'd be okay with a mountain lion? Apparently. Cool. <laughs> Did you guys see I, the video? Uh... <laughs> Did you guys see the video of that little kid getting attacked by a bird on his scooter? No. no. Oh no There's this kid just hoofing <laughs> it on like a razor scooter, and this giant bird is just flying overhead and pecking at his head, and he's screaming like a oh, wow. down this hill. It is hilarious. <laughs> Tim's broken. Tim Tim broke himself. That you don't you don't do that very chased by an animal, so yeah. I'm like, I gotta send you guys this. Yeah, video yeah, I need to kid. see that. I need to get me by a bird. I, I feel bad. Like I follow kids getting hurt on Instagram, which I think is hilarious. Don't feel bad. Because it's not like they're getting severely hurt. They just do stuff something yeah. stupid. And I'm I'm shocked it hasn't shown up on that yet. 
there's yeah, I uh, there's there too. I didn't see that. There's nothing to feel bad uh, following that account or girls getting hurt. Like n- you're not you're not causing them pain. You're not the person filming the video. Like I actually morons I, I, doing things. That's yeah. a fun one too. I, I, a friend of mine actually ended up. It was years ago, and I, I'll have to try and go back and find it on girls getting hurt. Um, because like she was at a party and they did a slip and slide, but they didn't have like enough water or something on. So she just runs and hits the tarp and just like stops. Like, like the brakes just got put on. It's, it's fucking hilarious. So I have to try and find that one as well. Um, but, uh, let, let's talk about last night, the AEW anniversary show. Um, did, did anybody else watch this show? Okay. Real quick, can, can let me cycle watch, back to the draft. Sure. Real, real quick. Do we think we're ever going to see a draft that involves NXT? I would hope yes. so. I would certainly hope so. This, like I, this NXT one... being able to pick pick people the same way Raw or SmackDown would, not just with NXT talent for call ups. Yeah, I hope so. I thought it should have happened this year. If we're being totally honest. Yep, I'd be all right with that. Yep. I mean, 11 months ago, we were told that NXT, you know, head-to-head was better than Raw and SmackDown via Survivor Series. So I don't see why it, it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't part of it. But, and, 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 you know, that, if you really want to change the landscape, which we were told how many times, if you would have done a shot every time you heard change the landscape, you would have been dead on Friday. Um, so, you know, that that's really how you do it if, if you incorporate NXT. So I hope so. Um, I don't you want to play a you, you want to play a real drinking game? Sure. Watch Takeover 31 and take a shot every time they say Capital Wrestling Center. Oh, no, I don't I'm not going to do that. <laughs> You'd all die of alcohol. Yeah, I was going to say I'm I'm definitely not going to do that. You would probably get pretty fucked up doing that yeah. for for weekly NXT on Wednesday nights now, but yeah, on on, on Takeover Thirty One, no, I don't want to. How much do you miss hearing "Mamma Mia," Tim, on uh, your NXT broadcasts? Mamma Mia! I believe uh, <laughs> Big Jim has a sounder of a percentage that I miss that zero point zero. Mama mia! <laughs> I will leave. Like I will go. I will. I'm already home. I will go home. <laughs> All right. Um. Let's go to last night. Uh. So. Since so, just yes, Ryan. I was just asking for one more time. That's all. Uh, I don't want to push my luck though. I don't. I say I don't want Tim to actually leave. I don't want him to actually leave. So I won't hit it until the, the end of the show if I remember. Um, <laughs> um, I thought the the best the best part of AEW last night was the first match. Like I don't know, I don't know if it's if it's the if it's the pandemic uh, or what, but but like the last two AEW like big shows have been a big swing and a miss for me. All out, really bad last night. Um, and I don't know if it's because I thought like the women's title is going to move. I thought there'd be they, there'd be some title that would move, but last night's show just even the 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 MJF Jericho segment 
felt like a big miss to me. I like I love both of those guys. Like it just Do you um, love Jericho still? Um as a wrestler, yes. Uh as a podcast host and just general opinion guy, probably not. All around human being. Yeah, as no. a as a human being, probably not. As a super spreader, I do not I do not care for Chris Jericho very much. Um But let me let me let me look at it at it this way. So and and for the record, I, I will say this like they do what they do very well, generally speaking. Like we're a year into AEW Dynamite now. Um, you know, what AEW does, they do it well. And what do they do? Sports entertainment. Like, let's 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 look at the two shows from last night. Now, a year ago, we were told that that AEW was going to be like a real sports alternative to the sports entertainment, you know, it's going to be real wrestling, sports-based, wins and losses matter, so on and so forth. So last night, there was a show that was basically wrestling from start to finish with very little storyline engagement. And then there was also a show that had, I think, five matches. Um, You had a, uh, a, a segment that led to a steak dinner next week, and you had a segment where an interviewer and a female superstar ended up reenacting the chest waxing scene from the 40-year-old virgin. One of those was wrestling. One of those was sports entertainment. AEW has not been a, a real sports alternative to the WWE. They have been a different sports entertainment show, and they do it very well. Uh, but like I said, last night just kind of felt like a miss for me. Um, also, I don't know if I if I didn't get the memo... Um, if it didn't get delivered by the postal service to my house, I don't know, but I don't, uh, the, uh, the Lance Archer, I don't get it. I don't, I don't know why he's the number one contender in AEW. I, I don't get Lance Archer. He won the casino battle royale, but I don't get why he's a thing. <laughs> I, I, okay. I would rather take the Murderhawk monster than the Archer of the Infirmary. Okay, that's fine. Um, I, I mean, I would prefer the Archer of the Infirmary, uh, but also um, the Archer of the Infirmary is not the number one contender to the NXT Championship, at least not yet. He's the, he's the NXT North American Champion. But we just said it's it was worse. okay. That Lana won a battle royal match to face the champion in a women's match. Anything just, can happen in the All Elite Wrestling. I just thought it was really cool that like Chris Jericho, after 30 years of wrestling, made enough money to create a, a, a 21-year-old clone of himself when he was 21 <laughs> and um, talked to him in the ring like uh, it was a living time machine. It was uh, it was it was like the SNL sketch when Jimmy Fallon was Mick Jagger talking to real Mick Jagger. Yes, <laughs> like MJF did his worst Chris Jericho impression. Oh, it wasn't, dude. Like MJF has delivered a lot of gold on that on the stick this year. Um, this one was not great. <laughs> definitely, definitely not great. My my the. the, the 
the least the jury in my house is still out on MJF too. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm not sold on MJF at all, really. Like, I don't, I don't see him as a big deal. I don't see him as a main eventer. Like, I mean, I we've get... said it on the show before. He can't be what he was on the Indies on a cable television program. You can't. Yeah, but he hasn't figured out what he can be. Correct. So, until you figure it out. Go figure it out. If- um, another thing that I feel like they have they have fumbled Miro, bringing him in like, and maybe it's maybe maybe I'm missing as I know he's he's huge on Twitch and all of that, and it's the video game, but like. I've been. I was told, and and to a degree, I I do agree with the sentiment, and, and I've said it on this show and on Twitter that like the WWE screwed up with Rusev, but like so th- this guy is coming in, brass ring, shove it up your ass, and he's been in two crappy tag matches, and now he's entering a feud because somebody broke his video game. To me, that's goopy, goofy and shit. silly, and it's like it's just. <laughs> I, I, and now, don't get me wrong. This this number one contender tournament, I get it. Don't throw him in there and just automatically make him eat, eat a loss. However, WWE, rightfully so, can be accused of being way too predictable at times. This no, why didn't they just make the number one contender match between Kenny Omega and Adam Page? Thank you. Like, just stop pretending that it's going to be anything else. And and it's fine. Like I have no problems with them making that match. I mean, they did the exact same thing with the TNT title. Yeah, it was Cody and Lance. Like I have, I have no issue with it. Maybe aside from you know the, the if you want to go to wins and losses, I haven't checked the the uh, the standings board in a while because it doesn't you look at the rank because it honestly doesn't matter anyway. Um, and which is what I said a year ago that wins and losses aren't actually going to matter. But uh, you know that's okay, Jim. So, so the rankings they don't. as you can't tell rankings, me that they do rankings as of yesterday. Could you guess? <coughs> could you guys guess the top five as of yesterday for, in AEW for men? The top five men's rankings as of yesterday. Now I'll even give you a gimme. Lance Archer was the number one contender. Who are the other four? Um, Orange Cassidy, not listed. Brian Great. Cage, number two. Cody. He is a champion and therefore unranked. Okay. Um, Cody Lee. Fourth. Darby Allen. Unlisted. MJF. Third. Like, I don't even watch this shit and I've gotten two. What are you guys doing? (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, do you have a guess? Big Swole. 
Uh, she is second in the women's rankings. The Young Bucks. Uh, they are second in the tag team rankings. Hangman Page. Not listed. Kenny Omega. Not mm. listed. Sean Maluda. We saw him yesterday. Not listed. Who, cool, cool, who cool, else cool. is on there? Um, Butcher and the Blade. Butcher and the Blade are fourth in the tag team rankings. So what? What? Joey what, what, what now? What's the singles Number, top five? Singles top five: Lance Archer, Brian Cage, MJF, Mister Brody Lee, the Exalted One, and Scorpio Sky. Where's uh, Where's Ricky Skaggs listed on that? Uh, Ricky Skaggs, as I believe, deceased. <laughs> Um, like, let me check that. Okay. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to make it a, just a, a shit on AEW. Cause again, he's still alive. Looking, he's still alive. Looking, we don't want to do that every week. Well, I don't want to do that every week, <laughs> but here we go. <laughs> no, no, no. Cause looking over, looking over the, the entire year, the year that Guys, was, I don't, I don't want to just shit on AEW, but Oh boy. Here you go. I've been, uh, I've been holding this all day long. <laughs> no, because Looking over the year, the, I think they do what they do extremely well. I'm not. I'm not going to deny that. L- you know, last night was a miss. Most weeks are a hit. Like I, I'm not going to pretend they aren't. But to me, at, at a year in, stop pretending like wins and losses matter because can they we, don't. They don't. Can we? Can we? Can we talk about Miro for a second? Sure. Is this a situation where? He was a great gimmick and character in the WWE that AEW can't really tap into. Now, yesterday on commentary, they said the brute from Bulgaria. I heard that. Miro. But, like, is this... Sausage. Is this we're trying to make him what he's not? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what he is. But, to me, as the presentation has shown over a couple of weeks... He's not a big deal to me. They I, also they also had no clue what to do with Mr. Brody Lee. Like when Mr. Brody Lee came in as the exalted one, he was cutting promos like Vince McMahon. That's and true. like telling people not to sneeze and daddy eats first and all this other bullshit. And then eventually after like three weeks of AEW going, it's not working. The one thing I'll say about AEW is they've been true to their word in saying if something works and we didn't think it was going to work, we'll pivot to make it work. And if we do something that doesn't work, we will quickly pivot away. See N- Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero, the vicious vixens, yeah. or Brandy Rhodes and the Nightmare Collective, or Brandy Rhodes and the Natural Nightmares, <laughs> or anything Brandy Rhodes. <laughs> like how long until heels goes away? Oh, that's still a thing. Yeah, I'll say I. They didn't promote it last the night. Site. They didn't promote it last night. I'll say that. Um, AllEliteHeels.com/store. Your one year subscription, forty nine ninety nine, and then you can get that um, members exclusive jacket that anyone can buy for like one hundred and thirty dollars. 
Oh my god, there's a members only. Drink? Oh yeah, it's it's it it's like a knockoff of like the ribeye the 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 Rivera steaks. Uh, ja- it's like a satin jacket. It's that bad. It's yeah. It's it's yeah. It's like a satin jacket, but it was. It's like it was advertised as like a members only, like an all elite heels members only jacket. But like you could you could just buy it on pro wrestling. I don't know if it's still for sale. It might have been a limited I'm time. Right now, but like it was. It, I think it was. I think it was like a hundred and ten bucks or something. So on top of your yearly subscription, and I'm not saying you should necessarily get it for free, but like that should have been something that only members got. <laughs> um, but well, they probably just wanted to recoup their cost. For probably. The subscription. Um, but yeah, this it, is heels with a Z, right? <laughs> no, it's not that cool. He, he's a heel. Um, but like to me, to me, that's that's probably only the the real big gripe I have when it comes to AEW after after a year is is the wins and losses thing because you know like when when you have a guy come in and is just catches fire like. Eddie One Kingston. minute remains in this segment. One oh, minute. Oh, that wasn't good. Yeah, the the the, the countdown that was ten, nine, eight, and then the referee counts three at a different tempo, and then the bell. Like, if you don't count so me, da- if you don't count because- me, oh my God. if you don't count me down from ten, like you, I already heard you say a minute remaining. So like, I'm aware. And two minutes remaining, and five minutes remaining, and obviously this is going to go. To a time limit, right? Draw. And and that's where commentary's got to be like he's running out of time, and they did that, and then you do the crappy countdown, and um, I'm, I'm, that 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 was fine, but but the wins and loss thing because when you have when you have uh, guys that come in and catch fire, or girls that come in and catch fire, like when you when you hot shot them to a title opportunity, it, it, the 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 wins and losses matter thing doesn't add up. That's my problem with it. Is it is it inevitably is going to not add up as to why this person should have a title opportunity. That that's it. And that's what I said a year ago. Is you're eventually going to get painted into a corner because you know, somebody's going to come in or or the or the person who you have been, you know, as a successful competitor is not necessarily going to connect with an audience. And obviously we couldn't have foreseen the pandemic and no crowds and small crowds and all of that. Like this year threw a a wrench into everybody's plans, but just stop with the win, with the win loss record. That that would really be my only real change, but they can at this point, like that was their thing. Like, so they have to just keep doing that. Right. Like they can't just be like, ah, well we fucked up. Sorry. We're not doing that anymore. Like they have to hold on to that. Right. Yes think, and no. I think they'd have to do it, but if they're going to hot shot somebody, there needs to be a reason why this guy came in and entered into this guy's storyline somehow. You just I mean, like, explain why. Just give like three quick squash matches to that person, just to like make that a thing. That works. But they they can't just abandon the wins and losses if that like because we've talked about that since the inception of. AEW was just that they were counting wins and losses, and we've always said that it's bullshit. Um, <clears> so, like, for them to just out of nowhere be like, look, this never meant anything, so we're scrapping it. And even if they don't say it never meant anything, just like, hey, we're scrapping the wins and losses, then people are just going to be like, yep, see, 
it was always bullshit. So they have to hold on to that. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I mean, and, and yeah, maybe and I understand it is stupid. Like if they did get rid of it, I don't think people would necessarily mind, but I understand why they're like, they have to just ride this train. Unfortunately, like you've dug yourselves into this. And yeah. And maybe, maybe you don't abandon it in, in the first year, but maybe you kind of, because a year ago we were told that there was rules in the tag division and we saw that dissolve away. So maybe you just quietly dissolve the wins and losses. Or like in 2021, like, hey, new year, fresh slate for everyone and we're no longer yeah. keeping a record. Yeah, because... I mean, could you just not talk about it on commentary, not bring it up on your actual TV show, and I don't know, redesign your website and just not put it on? Only person that will know is Big Jim. <laughs> Because then we'll talk about it a week in. Because then I'll get to go. I was right. Told AEW. I told you <laughs> wins and losses don't matter. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I see what you're saying, Matt, and I, I do, I do agree with that. That that if you just if, if you all of a sudden one week go, okay, they don't matter. We screwed up. But over over a year's you have, time, you have to do it at, at a random point. Like WWE has really dropped the ball on a number of storylines sure and we've seen them just kind of phase it out like i mean raw underground may or may not ever be a thing again we literally haven't seen it for three weeks remember when they brought the anonymous gm back for like a week yeah (laughs) and they were like oh nope no mention of that next week yeah i mean you know it it, it's like in professional wrestling it is as much as you want long-term stories, more times than not, it is a week-to-week business. It just is, especially especially right now. <laughs> so, like, you know... I mean, now more than ever, any company can just be like, 2020 reset. Exactly. <laughs> and maybe maybe that's the thing. Like, once you can have a full crowd again, which, I mean, AEW, I guess, theoretically could right now. Uh, but kudos to them Thanks, and, like, Florida. other and other sports Thanks. teams in Florida that are smarter than their governor. Um, but you know, cause, cause AEW is still doing the, 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 the smarter thing. If you're going to have people in the crowd, I, I still think it's I smartest mean, to not technically but. NXT could as well, if they really wanted to. Yeah. Which I guess they do have some actual fans as well as like some Thunderdome ish fans. But, um, but yeah, let's, uh, let, let's go real quick here. Um, there was something that popped up. And it came out of the collective uh, from last week. And I'm not talking about a COVID-19 spread. I'm actually talking about uh, something that happened on the show. Um, but there was a tweet. Uh, the account was at AEW, Dan- AAW Danny Daniels. Um, and it was in response to Danhausen and Marco Stunt uh, dancing to, to the song Tequila um, during a match. And he said, has wrestling passed me by? I feel that way at times. Maybe wrestling should be uh, listed in genres now. This should be listed as comedy wrestling where everything is a parody of itself. I personally like dramas, but that's just me. Who knows anymore? I just know that this is stupid. Um, now, so that, that kind of like begs the question. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think that... Uh, I don't think that wrestling should be broken up into genres because, you know, the, the idea that comedy wrestling or um things that are way out of the realm of believability etc this this notion that this is a new thing 
is not anywhere close to being true. I mean, we have had comedy wrestling for years. We've had, you know, jokey gimmick wrestling for years. This is this is nothing new. I mean, are you seeing things on a broader schedule because of social media and that? Absolutely. Um, Like, am I necessarily do I necessarily like love that spot? I don't know. I mean, I think it's also different if you're at the show, maybe like, if you know, because I think there was a legacy show where there was a dance break in the match. Wasn't it uh, like Amasis versus Neon Ninja, I want to say, for for Saad? They had the dance break in the middle of the match. Like, that wasn't stupid. I thought it was pretty cool, pretty fun. Like, stop, like, my my thing has, uh, has always kind of been stop taking wrestling too seriously. And not that... Not that wrestling's a joke because it's not like it's 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 a serious form of entertainment. It's it's it, there's a serious risk to the performers, but in the same time, like it's 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 live action theater combined with sport. So there can be comedy, there can be drama, there can be love angles, there can be like there can be all sorts of everything within the pro wrestling realm. Like you may not like a certain segment, like I, I might not like a certain aspect to the movie Grace, or you know to you know any any movie any tv show but j- j- like the fact that somebody's trying to say that like this doesn't belong in wrestling does not register with me i'm very on the weekend of what that part of the movie grease bothered jim but go ahead <laughs> oh no 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 that's actually much more important i want to hear that uh, I, I hope it wasn't the scene in the gym uh it was uh it, it was the whole carnival at the end i hate carnivals carnivals are stupid they didn't. Wow. That didn't belong in a movie. Mark, are you okay hearing that? <laughs> well, as long as it wasn't the scene in the gym. I'm just kidding. I love carnivals. I, that, I don't know why Grease was the first movie that came into my head, but here we are. On, on a, a weekend, uh, I have a framed uh, Grease album up here. Oh wow! There yeah, is. there it is. Subliminal message. This whole time, I, yeah, didn't, I didn't. I didn't. Yep, was. there it was. I've been staring at it for two hours. Grease is the word, man. (laughs) Grease is the word. I had uh, Bowser sign that because he's uh, he was in Greece for about three seconds. I I you learn something new every day. Didn't uh, didn't Shanana have a song on there? Yeah, they had a few songs on here, Um, and they did the uh, hand jive in the gym. Oh, naturally. So they still get royalties. The kids hand jive a little we differently today. Speaking of the right? hand jive, comedy wrestling. Yeah, Ryan, you were you were going to comment on this, I believe. I was going to comment on this. Uh, what was this guy's name again? Adam? Adam something? Uh, I forget. Danny Daniels. Danny, I was close. Danny, Adam, Danny. It was at AAW Danny Adam, Daniels. Oh, uh, okay. Well, that, that explains a lot to me. On a weekend that, like, they had a huge, inclusive, gay show big uh or uh effie's big gay brunch or something i forget exactly what it was called and like inclusion was spoken of at at the collective we have this guy who is pushing back on comedy wrestling which is nothing new i commentated a show that had rich swan on it that stopped and we all danced to all night long by lionel richie it was a fantastic moment because that's what professional wrestling is supposed to be moments that you go home and say wow that was fun moments that you watch on youtube and say that would be fun for me to go there and experience this live the next time i am fine watching a zach saber jr 
technical wrestling match. I enjoy that just as much as I enjoy anything else. The Collective is that exactly what it is, a collection of wrestling. We saw death matches. We saw the Janela Spring Bake that has a clusterfuck match. We saw um, the inclusion in Effie's show. It's pro wrestling. Just chill the fuck out. <laughs> right. Uh, any, anybody else? Me. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, as the guy who is the, I mean, it's a dirty word now, but I was the biggest Chikara promoter for like the longest time. Like uh, the old adage that gets thrown around is quote funny don't make money um but if you go around like even in the last five years like cold cabana is still like super featured all the time and like to a certain degree the new day is a comedy act. Sure. And like I get where it may not be your cup of tea, but like don't people need to stop focusing on what they hate and fo- like stop shitting on what people love because you hate it. Like how about you just boost up what you love and like let everything else just slide, man? Like how I mean, about it? Like, and I mean, it's it's it is okay to like not like something. I mean that the, like that yeah, I mean, inherently is fine. <laughs> um, I mean, the twenty four seven title is is I mean that is a comedy situation. Um, like, you know, it, it, it's okay to not like it. It's it's a whole different thing when you're saying like this is stupid. Like basically saying like this doesn't like belong in pro wrestling or this should be labeled as something different uh, than pro wrestling or that wrestling has to be broken up into categories. That's where I, I really kind of am like, no, that does. Cause I was like, yeah, cause we all remember that great dramatic wrestler uh, from the nineties, TL Hopper. Um, and, and dare we forget the, the, the drama of the, of the garbage man, Duke, the dumpster Drosy. like, thank God for those dramatic characters in the world wrestling federation in the nineties. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know if I would have survived the 90s if it wasn't for those dramatic characters. <laughs> and for let's... me, I'm sorry, Ryan, go ahead. No, 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 I'm sorry. I've, I've spoken. Your turn. I, I mean, I was just going to say wrestling is constantly evolving. If you look at the wall behind me, we go from Jake to DX to Sasha. Like, there is a lot of different styles of wrestling just in those you know handful of people and they all have different things that people like mark and i are very big sasha fans i know that you guys have kind of soured on her over the years and that's fine um it it kind of is what it is so when we look at wrestling and i think we've kind of always said this is just it there's no kind of set like standard for wrestling like this is what's good this is what's bad. Whereas in other sports, we can kind of justify like, Hey, this is a bad football team. This is a bad basketball team. You can't really say this is a bad wrestler. If people enjoy what they're doing in the ring. So just 
like has wrestling passed you by probably but wrestling is going to pass everyone by in some form at at some point um you know deathmatch wrestling i really enjoy it it's not for everyone and i understand that so i wouldn't invite certain people to a deathmatch wrestling event even if i know they enjoy professional wrestling and that has to be said for comedy wrestling for women's wrestling unfortunately for intergender wrestling it's all unfortunately not going to be someone's cup of tea and that is what it is but like if you know you're not going to like certain parts of it don't fucking watch it it's that simple wait do i still do i still have that no, I don't think I do. I, was gonna say, I, I used to have the, uh, if you don't like it, don't watch it sound. Um, Matt, I love that you said evolved, like wrestling is evolved. If you remember what 10, 15 years ago, football has evolved. I mean, everything evolved. 10, 15 years ago, your first draft pick would be running backs. Like it had to be because it was a run first league and your points were being scored there. There were teams that had three starting running backs cycling, like, the game has changed. Wrestling has changed. It evolved. It absolutely does. Oh, yeah, the guy's what an AEW fan. I just checked YouTube. AEW has like 1.7 million followers. So that's a really solid number um, for a nationally televised television show on TNT. Rim's Toys uh, Show, which is a backyard wrestling comedy show, has 1.2 seven million viewers so really? just about five million view uh viewers away wow. from aew is uh is is grim's toy show which is straight comedy and that, and that's a very good point ryan like all sports are going to evolve too which is kind of the sports entertainment aspect of it. i know tim's a bigger basketball fan than the rest of you guys but i mean from when we were growing up to now I mean, you had the big men, tough defense, and now basketball is just all shooting. So analytics, yeah, yeah, like it's baseball as well. Like you, you watch the movie Moneyball, and you see people do more in terms of just it's not about home runs anymore; yeah. it's about small ball. So every sport has to evolve, and wrestling as a sports entertainment industry has to evolve too, or they're they're going to get left behind. I mean, in our lifetime, we've seen the like the WWE go from, you know, what it was in the early 90s to the Attitude Era to the ruthless aggression to uh, what it is now. Like, I mean, the, the, the WWE has changed numerous times uh, in front of us. But yeah, I just, I, I saw that and it was just like the, the, the idea that, that, that wrestling has to separate itself into comedy and 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 other things like no like it, it's all wrestling like you may not like it that's fine but like d- don't don't disrespect the people who are uh who are competing and, and and whatever by saying like basically you don't you don't belong to be in the same conversation as professional wrestling because that's where i yeah, draw the, the line there can't be a set standard in anything that you do and and that goes like there's even still baseball football basketball yeah. purists that don't like the game how it is now and that's fine but if you want to continue to enjoy the sport then you have to understand the sport has to grow and change there's still people to this day who want the three-point line in basketball done with what really yes and ha- and heaven forbid when the four-point line actually does become a thing that's not just like the 
the fun all-star weekend thing right people are gonna hate that too right it's like it's just crazy but like before we go to the next thing it's or not next thing but like uh i watched recently halftime heat for uh final wrestling place Mm -hmm. and when vince mcmahon was explaining what the heck wwe was he used three things in quick succession that make no sense but make all the sense it's like if you're watching this you may be asking yourself what the heck am i watching (laughs) it's action adventure soap opera roadrunner that's what vince mcmahon said about the wwe (laughs) action adventure soap opera roadrunner that makes sense comedy in there then like what is yeah right that makes total sense (laughs) that makes 100 percent sense yeah before we we have one more topic i'm probably gonna skip over the news uh tonight uh, but I saw a tweet from Jr. and I had to uh, I had to like I had to double take on it uh, because it reads chicken dumpling soap from Whole Foods and my favorite TV show Chicago PD on Ion TV makes for a good night. And at first I didn't see the picture. He has a bowl of soup. He he accidentally spelled soap when he meant soup, but. Uh, Chicken and dumpling soap, actually, uh, as a fat man, has me intrigued as well. I was going to say, is the is the question to Jr. have a stroke? Because the answer is yes, probably. <laughs> um, after the the picture of his cleaning lady the other day, I'm surprised that he's he's still alive. Um, which was extremely weird and awkward. But the last thing I'm going to close with tonight, I, like I said, going to skip over the news. Um, the PWI released their women's top 10 today. The, the full edition will be out, uh, in November, but the women's top 10 now remember, uh, the, the criteria or the, the time period for this runs from October 1st of last year through, uh, the end of September this year. And the top 10 are number one, Bailey, two, Becky Lynch, three, Asuka, four, Charlotte Flair, five, Sasha Banks. Six Hikaru Shida, seven Tessa Blanchard, eight Riho, nine Io Shirai, and ten Maya Iwatani. Um, we actually got a lot of reaction to this uh, on Twitter. Um, some people surprised Bailey was number one. Some people thought Sasha or uh, Becky Lynch shouldn't have been as high as she was. Uh, others thought that Tessa should have been lower than she was. Um. So, you know, I, I think I, I definitely think they got the top three correct w- without a doubt. Um, arguably, I guess you could you could say Becky was number one. However, almost half of the criteria, the, 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 the timing criteria, she hasn't been there. Uh, so, so to me, I, I, I can agree where um, – Bailey is number one over Becky Lynch there, but like people forget, and I get it. October 2019 feels like a lot longer than a year ago. <laughs> um, you know, there's always recency bias in any of these things, but this one even more so because of everything that's going on. Um, but but we'll we'll go around the room, Matt. We'll start with you this time. Um, how do you feel about the top ten? What maybe did they get right? What maybe did they get wrong? Um, I mean, in, in 
going with their criteria. I think they got it pretty close. Um, I would have not put Tessa in the top 10 um, personally, but that's for reasons outside of wrestling. So I understand why she still made it in. Um, and I, I can see the argument for that. But I think that if you are going to look at the overall best wrestler over the past year who has been in ring, who's been improving on the mic, who has kind of bounced back and forth face and heel, I think it has to be Bailey. So I think they, they hit that one right on. Um, and for the rest of it, I, I mean, I, I didn't have any qualms outside of the Tessa ranking. Um, I, I think they kind of justified it going in. I, and I think they laid those ground rules pretty early where you could kind of see where they were going with it before they actually released their list. Uh, Tim, how about you? Um, I'll double down with like the Tessa thing, but also I hate to say it, but due to the time period that they're talking about October to October, I think Becky Lynch is rated really high. Like, I don't think her five months of being an active competitor is enough to be top five. Um, Tessa's last five months have been relatively nothing too since COVID. Um, I also don't agree with number one. Uh, I think number one should be Asuka and not Bailey. Okay. Um, for the simple fact that like, and, and this is a conversation I've had in like a different in a different chat, but I'll bring it here too. Is Bailey's reign as SmackDown Women's Champion the closest equivalent we've had to the Triple H reign of terror in 2003 since then? Because who has Bailey faced where the person she faced has looked good? Who has she like made? what is her character? Like it's like she has a stranglehold on the SmackDown women's title for no other reason than to have the title. I don't, I I don't think like her longevity is just because there's no one really else to take it. I mean, the, the the other person that that looks, that has looked good, I would say is the, the current feud with, with Sasha. But outside of that, um, you probably have a point. (laughs) Beyond that, though, I mean, I, th- I think you have to look into, with their criteria, how did Asuka end up with the belt um, and just kind of getting it by default with the money in the bank? Um, I, I, I feel like that kind of probably played a part in it. If she had right. wrestled Becky and won it, then 100% Asuka. And, I mean, Asuka's kind of been that person within the company that, if she had been number one, I don't think anyone would have had a qualm with right. it. Correct. And that's just, that's just more of just a personal preference for sure. me as far as like, because to me, Asuka has been more entertaining than Bailey oh, over 100%. the last, over the last October to October, Asuka over Bailey, um, more must see. Uh, even though she did win the title via money in the bank. I mean, she's <clears> defended it. And lost it and regained it. So, like, there's no there's no qualms about right now who the current champion is. Um, so that's just me in, in that regard. Charlotte, Charlotte being four is kind of low. Uh, 
even Rhea Ripley at like 11. I'll say Rhea not being that, in the top 10, I feel like is one that, that if, if I disagree with. Tessa and Rhea Ripley, I think it's a flawless top 10. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan, your thoughts on this, uh, on the top 10. Yeah. Um, shout out to Lufisto who ranks in at 35th on the list. Friend of the show had her on the show before. Um, my my biggest problem, and maybe I didn't understand the reason for including the women in the 500, but if your highest ranked woman in the 500 is Kylie Ray, and she's 19th on the women's list, that that just doesn't add up to me. I feel it doesn't it doesn't make sense, um, especially if you put her above um, Tessa Blanchard. Who won what was dominantly a men's championship in TN? It doesn't. It just doesn't add up. Um, I don't mind Bailey being up top. I think. I think she had the best year that Bailey has had in the WWE, uh, especially on the main roster. October to October, I think you can make that argument that it was the best Bailey that she's ever been. Um, just to round out the top fifteen: Rhea Ripley, eleven; Jordan Grace. Uh, at 12, Shayna Baszler, 13, Thunder Rosa probably deserves to be a little bit higher. Um, but that she might could be have been higher. Recency. I mean, love her. She's absolutely fantastic. What she's done on the main stage is a bit more recent. Um, so maybe a bit recency biased thinking that way uh, at 14th. And then Kimberly, who recently re-signed with uh, TNA, uh, rounds out your top 15. All right, very good. Intern Mark, your thoughts on this, uh, on the top 10? You know what? I, I agree with Tim. Uh, Oscar at number one would have been nice to see, but I'm okay with Bailey being their number one spot. Um, overall, very, very solid top 10. Uh, G swapped out Tessa Blanchard with Jordan Grace, so I wouldn't complain, but I think Jordan's got a few more years till we see her in the top 10. Um, but really, overall, it's uh, it's great time for women's wrestling. It wasn't too long ago you couldn't even put together a solid top 10 like this. Um, so yeah, I'm okay with it. I, I like it. I like it a lot. I'm looking forward to seeing the whole top 100. I will say to, to Ryan's point too, um, if you look at the top hundred, when it comes out, um, go back through some of the archives of three count Thursday, cause there are a lot of former guests. There sure is in that top hundred, just hear their stories, hear their like path to get into wrestling just in general. Um, but a lot of good listens. So when that list comes out, we'll we'll link those so you can guys can all go back and listen to them. But you know, as Three Count Thursday, we've always been big proponents of women's wrestling. Um, and this list, I mean, I saw on Facebook my my feed was just a lot of people that we've connected with sharing like their pride in being in this top hundred. So awesome to see. Congratulations to all of them aside from Tessa Blanchard. Um, and <laughs> it's an awesome list. Um, so we'll make sure that we share their stories because it, it is good to go back and listen to them, like just fresh out of like training and wrestling, getting into like their first match, hearing all that good stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's um, you know, whenever we discuss both the men's and women's, it, it's not, uh, intended to be like a, a a shot at anybody. It's just it kind of our thoughts on on you know how these things rack up. You know if if you make the list, um, you know you deserve it, and uh, and and our congratulations to you. It's certainly not uh, 
anything that that, that we're doing to try and, and take away from an accomplishment. Um, but I just saw there was a, there was a lot of discussion uh, with it uh, with it today. Um, yeah, just real quick, NXT announced the the, the title situation. Uh, Finn Balor with the broken jaw. Uh, they're going to wait a couple of weeks uh, to see if uh, if he can get back. Um, you know, title seems to be a little cursed there. And uh, the Thunderdome extended through uh, looks like November at at least now. So Survivor Series will be uh, within the Thunderdome. We'll keep an eye on on that. Um, unless anybody has anything else to add, let's. Uh, I think we're going to close this thing out. Anybody? All right, uh, Tim, go ahead and start off. Uh, start off the plugs. What do you got? Uh, not the tool man across all platforms: Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. If you care, uh-huh. uh, I do a little podcast called Final Wrestling Place uh, with me and my best friend Marcus. You can find us at Final Place Pod on Twitter. Get your podcast wherever you get this one. You can also pick up Final Wrestling Place as well. Uh, next week we're covering, or this week actually, we're covering an episode. From Jill of January 2000, uh, WCW Nitro from Scranton Wilkes Bear. Uh, it's, it's pretty nice. Uh, very very good to go back into the the archives of the last year or so of WCW. Uh, those are fun times. Um, yeah, Final Wrestling Place. Be sure to check that out. And uh, that's about it for me. All right, Ryan. How about you? Guys, I want you to stop what you're doing right after this podcast um, and rush over to the Pro Wrestling Empire Facebook page, the Pro Wrestling Empire Instagram page, um, and check out their brand new YouTube show. It is called Battleground. Um, it is a 16-minute, just about 16-minute watch. It is so easy to consume. You can check it out on YouTube. Um, I'm not quite sure what their YouTube um channel is just search pro wrestling empire Empire. it's gonna come up it is battleground episode one it is titled the road to gold check it out you may see a familiar face um and let us know what you think you can drop us a a dm slide into our messages let us know what you think um give us give us any feedback things like that uh because we know some people that are involved in the production of that so uh check that out that's my plug uh follow me on instagram follow me on twitter if you want to i don't give a shit Intern Mark, what do you got to plug this week? Well, I was going to plug uh, PWE and Ryan beat me to it, but I'll just reiterate. Uh, Pro Wrestling Empire, check it out on YouTube. Um, just starting out here, we got episode one. Came out on Tuesday. There'll be another episode coming out soon. So be sure to check that out. Uh, this Saturday, uh, it's Root Saturday's Market. Or not Saturday's Market, it's Saturday market at Roots, I guess you could call it. So, uh, if you're in Mannheim, stop out and see Roots. We're going to have a food truck frenzy this Saturday. Ooh, there we go. Uh, Matt, what do you got to plug? First Vampire on YouTube. Check it out. <laughs> you might see a familiar face. Um, no Woman of the Week this week. I took the week off, um, but I will be back next week, and I will plug that through to the end of the year. Uh, we have a, a really good... Um, stable of women wrestlers this year and every year so like we were saying like the top 100 check them out now because like everyone we feature eventually makes their way up into that top 100 so um i'm not saying it's because three count thursday did because i'm not a douchebag who kind of wears 
acid wash jeans and vests and whatnot. But, you know, <laughs> if you like wrestling, follow us. We plug as many indie wrestlers as we can just because they're our friends and they're doing awesome stuff. So just check them out if we feature them. All right. You can uh, check out Pro Wrestling Empire on YouTube. Uh, you won't see or hear my my face uh, or my voice, but uh, those guys that were on there, they did an all right job. So I I, I will give them that. Uh, also check out Arena Eats. They are the sponsor of NGSC Sports and this show. Check out our home network, NGSC Sports at NGSCSports.com. And also just go to 3 com. That's where you'll find everything 3Count related. Until next week, stay safe, stay smart, and go for the pin. Recount Thursday is sponsored by Arena Eats. Log on to the website, arenaeats.app, that's arenaeats.app, for the ultimate fan experience. At your favorite sports venue, Arena Eats mobile app, pre-order, express pickup, and in-seat delivery. How do you place your order? <laughs>